Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. Hello, everyone. It is August 3rd, 2016, and you're listening to Locked On Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. My name is Philip Rossman-Reich. I am the editor of OrlandoMagicDaily.com, and we've got an action-packed show to you focusing on some of the bigs in on the Magic roster, uh, some things that we've talked about uh, a, a little bit, but uh, going to address a little bit more specifically today. I want to remind everyone to... Uh, remember to follow us on iTunes. You can download us on iTunes. Leave us a rating there. I appreciate everyone who's left us a rating on iTunes already. Just search Locked On Magic. Uh, you can also find us on uh, Audio Boom and Stitcher as well. And I'll be continuing to add enhancements to the podcast, especially uh, as we get through the rest of the summer. Still a lot of things to address as we hit kind of a dead point of the summer and get ready for the beginning of the regular season uh, at the end of October and the preseason, of course, uh, at the beginning of October uh, as, you know, we're, what, two months away now from from getting this, getting this whole show started. Uh, on today's episode, we're going to chat a little bit about Serge Ibaka's big contract year and, and how important this year is not only for him, but for the Magic as well. Uh, and we're also going to talk about expectations for Bismack Biombo. But before we get started with that, Today is the unofficial beginning of the Olympics. If you're at home, if you're, you know, when you get home from work, wherever, wherever you are, you flip on the TV to NBCSN or USA, you're going to find soccer has started and the Olympics are unofficially underway. The, the opening ceremonies, of course, will be Friday night and Orla- the Orlando Magic do have their very own Olympian in Mario Hezonia. Hezonia, of course, played... Uh, with Croatia in the uh, Olympic qualifying tournament in July uh, uh, for Croatia, uh, uh, where they won in Italy, they won over Italy uh, in overtime, and it was a really, really great game, really exciting game. And you know, we looked at Hizonia's stats at the time and discussed a little bit about his role. And certainly, Croatia doesn't quite use him as effectively as we would like, I think, or as, as much as we would like as Magic fans. Uh, they run an offense that centers a lot around Bojan Bogdanovic and Dario Saric just getting into the lane and scoring. But Bogdanovic takes 17 field goals, uh, took 17 field goal attempts per game in the Olympic qualifying tournament. Hizonia managed to just score four and a half points per game on six for 21 shooting. Really, his role with the Croatian team is to is to be a spacer when he gets the opportunity to attack, to attack, and and to play defense. And for the most part, he did those things for Croatia. And that's what that's what you're going to expect from him when he when he gets to uh, to the Olympics as well. They're not going to put the ball in his hands. They're not going to have him move around a lot, even though that's how he is most effective. So don't expect gaudy stat lines from Mario Hazoni in this Olympics. He's he's playing. Uh, he certainly does look like he's improved, but it's still a bit uneven. What you can expect, though. Uh, is the occasional big game. And Mario's shown that. He showed that in Italy. 
Uh, he showed that for for his team, and uh, he can get hot in a hurry and put up a lot of points, and that's what Croatia is essentially looking for him. When he's open, make a shot, get out in transition. You know, use his athleticism to get to the get to the rim in transition, uh, and be a threat without having the ball in his hands. That's again, I don't think that's necessarily the most effective way to use him, but that's that's how Croatia uses him. Uh, the Olympics for Croatia begin Sunday. Uh, their schedule, um, I posted this on OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Uh, Sunday, they play Spain at 5 o'clock Eastern time. That game will be on NBC Sports Network, if you get it. Uh, should be a good game. Should be a fun game. Should be a good game. Um, so it's, you know, Croatia is going to have a very good chance to advance to the knockout stage. I don't believe that they'll medal. Uh, but they're they're an interesting team, uh, an up and coming team. Dragon Bender isn't playing with them this Olympics. Uh, he'll be added to the fold, and I think we all expect Mario to get better as well. So this is a promising young team. They're playing in their third Olympics since the '92 Olympics when they won the silver medal. They've really kind of struggled to, to establish themselves uh, there. Uh, Hizonia though had some good games uh, in the warm up to the Olympics. Uh, they play uh, Croatia played in this uh, Super Four tournament. Uh, with Argentina, France, and Serbia. Uh, last Friday against Argentina, Mario Hazonia scored 17 points. And the highlights, and, and their highlights on YouTube, I posted them on OrlandoMagicDaily.com as well as on our Facebook page. Hazonia looked really, really good. He looks like he's he's added some muscle even since since July, since the beginning of July when, when they won the qualifying tournament. Uh, he was really aggressive attacking the basket, really strong, getting to the rim and drawing fouls. Uh, shot looked looked better, uh, so he's. It seems like he's making some some big improvements. And again, with Croatia, it's going to be very subtle things because he doesn't uh, really get involved in their offense. And if you watch those highlights from the Argentina game on Friday, you'll notice they got him in motion a little bit, and that's why I think he was more effective than than when I saw him last play uh, for Croatia at the uh, at the Olympic qualifying tournament. So Hazonia. Was is starting to pick up some mom, some momentum. Unfortunately, it appears that he sprained his ankle uh, during one of the games against France. He sat out the game against Serbia on I think it was Sunday, uh, and uh, it looks like Hazonia's. It's not too serious. There were some issues with the floor. I think uh, in our I believe the tournament was held in Argentina. Um, there's some issues with the floor. Hazonia. There's some video out there of Hazonia not being very happy and possibly cursing in Croatian. Uh, but it appears that the injury is not serious. He should be good to go for Sunday's game against Spain. Now, it'll be almost a full week for that to heal. I think they played Monday, too. So I think he missed Monday's game against Serbia. So Hazonia um, is in a, in a good spot. Definitely an opportunity for him to uh, to show what he can do on an international stage and uh, look to look to showcase himself a little bit more and look to uh, uh, you know, look to help his team medal. I mean, I think if Croatia medals this year, that would be a huge coup for them. Uh, they're they're not favorites at all to win, but uh, you know, Hazonia is certainly very very capable uh, of being a really effective player. And, and uh, it's you know, honestly, uh, it'll be interesting to see him play again. It'll be a good glimpse at, at the work he's done this summer. Although, again, I'm not expecting a ton of point production from him of, of tangible production from him so watch his defense watch how he's playing defense uh the few times he is on the ball watch watch how he plays with that as well and i, I think uh, that will be 
a productive way to watch the Olympics with with Croatia. Of course, the U.S. is playing as well. Croatia is in the other group, so we will not see Croatia versus the U.S. until the knockout stage. So that's going to take us to our main topic of the day. And, you know, I I wanted to talk about the, the big men today specifically. Um, it's... You know, we've we've talked a lot of the permutations of how do you sort this this big man rotation, how do you get this group together to to work where they're most effective, um, and that's a, that's going to be a huge question that we're going to ask throughout the preseason. We're going to ask uh, it, even into the season. It's going to be uh, a really difficult question to 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 get a, a firm grip on, but. There are individual concerns too, and I think that's important to think about as well. Because uh, eventually, these guys, Serge Ibaka, Bismack Biyombo, Nikola Vucevic, they're going to earn their keep by getting on the floor and playing. And for no player does that seem more important than Serge Ibaka. Nikola Vucevic and Bismack Biyombo are set. They've got their contracts now for the next you know few years. Serge Ibaka is entering a contract year, and there are some big questions about what he is and, and who he's going to be for the next few years. This is his chance. His is probably his last chance at a big contract. If he's look, he's looking at a four year deal, and he's probably hoping for the max. And so, like so many players on this Magic team, and that might be the dynamic they're going for to get into the playoffs. Like so many players on this Magic team, Ibaka is in a big show-me season. It's no secret Serge Ibaka's numbers have dramatically declined on all fronts. His scoring's gone down. His shooting's gone down. His blocks have gone down. His rebounds have gone down. Defensive win shares have decreased. Defensive box plus minus have decreased. It's a big issue that is it's a big question about Serge Ibaka. Can he still be that unicorn player? Last year, he averaged 12.6 points per game, 6.8 rebounds per game, 1.9 blocks per game. The 1.9 blocks were his lowest since his rookie year. His 12.6 points per game were his lowest since the 2013 season, uh, which is the year they went to the finals. Um, his... 6.8 rebounds per game are the lowest since his rookie year. His defensive win shares were down to were up actually to 3.0, which is a solid. Which is his his, win, his defensive win shares last year were were 3.0. The year before they were 2.7. Those are the two lowest marks since his rookie year. His defensive box plus minus was plus 1.0, his lowest since his rookie year. There is again evidence that Ibaka is somewhat on the decline. And 538's Carmelo projections reflected this. They they saw Ibaka continuing a pretty steep decline, which we don't need to necessarily get into as, as, as we've talked about the limitations of that. And so the Magic made a little bit of a gamble going after Serge Ibaka and trading for him. This is the final year of his contract, so the risk isn't huge. They're not committed to him for $15 million next year, not yet at least. They're essentially believing that freeing him from Oklahoma City, making him more featured in the offense, and he's never used more than 20, 
20% of possessions in an offense, so maybe his scoring decrease uh, should have been a little bit more expected. But the, 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 what Ibaka is going to provide or what Ibaka needs to do for this team is going to be very, very interesting. Again, Ibaka is searching for that last big contract of his career. And the Magic are hoping Ibaka can regain the unicorn form. If he can do that, the Magic will gladly offer him a max deal. This is not to say Serge Ibaka isn't going to be in demand. The Toronto Rap, you know, there's there's a report coming from Doug Smith of the Toronto Star that the Toronto Raptors are already preparing to make a run at Serge Ibaka in free agency. So Ibaka's skills will still have value even if he continues a, a, a decline. But for Ibaka to get what he wants and for the Magic to get what they want, they need Ibaka to prove himself once again, to get back to that, that big level, that, that, huge, that, that big level. And again, for the Magic to win, they need Ibaka to be at a high level. I'm a little bit higher on Ibaka than, than some people. I think his offense can improve. I think they can get him plenty of touches in the right, in the right places, uh, get him involved in the offense in a way that, that will be successful to him, give him some post-ups and isolations. I'm not saying you do that all the time, but doing a lot of pick and pops, doing a lot of uh, offensive rebounds, getting him out in transition, I think that can help him. I think that can get him to a, a scoring level that he hasn't really been at. And I think he'll use more possessions, which I think will give him more opportunity. I think putting him back in the post is is a big step for him and would help him uh, increase his efficiency dramatically. So the Magic are going to do some things to help Ibaka out. But Ibaka has got to play his end of the bargain too. He's got to perform on the court for the Magic to have any kind of success, the kind of success that they're looking for. They're banking on him doing so. And so it's still yet to be seen if, if he's going to. But for Baca to, to, to continue furthering his career, this is a big show-me season. Is he more than a role player? Can he be a really, really uh, good player on a, on a decent team? So, you know, it, it's a big year for Sir. It's a big year for Search. There's, there's just no way around it. He has got to perform at a high level for this Magic team. And if he doesn't, this whole gambit might fail. Honestly, it, it really might. It feels like he's that important. So. You know, the Magic, the, you know, and, and in fairness, and this will get, get us to, to our next point, the Magic brought in some insurance. But that insurance isn't proven either. You know, as, as much as, I mean, Serge Ibaka has a baseline. And if, if Serge Ibaka does what he did last year for this Magic team, they'll generally be fine. I mean, they'll need other guys to step up. They need, they need at least two or three guys to really take a step up in their careers. And Serge Ibaka may be one of them. But 
if Ibaka can show that he's a uh, decent rim protector still and can still uh, not just protect the basket, but uh, be it to turn at the rim, he'll be successful no matter what his, his statistics are, his counting stats are. But they do have insurance, and it comes in the form of Bismack Biombo. Most of us were a little confused by the signing. I think we're still a little curious about why the Magic signed Bismack Biombo. Uh, and some of it might very well have been insurance for Ibaka. What if Ibaka leaves? Well, now we've got a, a center who may not be ready to start quite yet, but will be at this point. And, you know, the, the Magic took a gamble on Biombo too. I mean, they're paying him a lot of money, as we've said. And he's going to get, at some point probably, a chance to start. So, what can the Magic expect from Bismack Biombo? What is Bismack Biombo expecting? Well, you know, again, Biombo's numbers are not impressive at all. 5.5 points per game, 8 rebounds per game, 1.6 blocks per game. He's going to block some shots, but he's not going to score very much. And that's okay. The Magic are really hoping for what he did in the playoffs. If they increase his playing time, he's going to kind of, again, see that bump in the playoffs. And really what Biombo provided in the playoffs was great defense and rim protection and rebounds. They weren't relying on him to score. So throw out the scoring numbers. But that playoff run was a very, very small sample size. That was also matchup dependent. He didn't have to worry about Hassan Whiteside. He didn't really have to worry. I mean, Tristan Thompson's a handful on the glass, and, and Biombo did a good job, job with that. But there wasn't another big rim protector that he had to worry about or a guy who was really adept and athletic at finishing around the rim. There's still a lot unknown and unproven about Biombo as well. And I think the Magic will spend the first part of this year really figuring out what Biombo can give the team and, and whether... He can he can fit the long term uh, vision. The expectations for Bismack Biombo, for me, is to see him continue to grow and eventually take the starting job from Nikola Vucevic. Sorry, uh, I, I think what I expect Biombo to do is and and is show that either Vucevic or Ibaka are expendable or extraneous because again the magic will have the flexibility to make some moves now with with the center rotation that they have that's not to say that they should definitely trade Ibaka or they should definitely trade Vucevic or they should definitely start Biombo or any of that but I think the expectations with Bismack Biombo are that they're going to use him as an anchor on defense and so his defense needs to be impeccable like there can't be any of these doubts like we're seeing with 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 Ibaka. And Biombo has put up some some strong defensive numbers. Last year he had 3.1 defensive win shares. Those have been increasing every year of his career. So he is a primo defender. He's never been a starter, mind you, so that could change some things. But he's been a primo defender. His defensive box plus minus last year was 2.3. So he was 2.3 points per 100 possessions better than the average player. In the playoffs, 
that went up to 3.3. Now, he's taking a lot of that away on, on offense. So you run into kind of the same problem you have with Vucevic. Is, in Vucevic's case, is, is, is his defense taking away from his offense? With Biombo, the question is, does his offense take away the effects of his defense? Uh, that may be the wrong way to look at things, to be perfectly honest. I, I may be oversimplifying things. Uh, you know, box plus minus would say Biombo had a, was minus 0.1. He was 0.1 points per possession worse than the average player. He was about an average player as far as effect on the game. But again, the Magic are banking defense as their ticket to the playoffs, so maybe that's something the Magic can stomach. You know, if I'm asking the big question here, what are the expectations for Bismack Biombo? The answer to me is the expectations are for him. The expectations are for him to continue to be a, a brute and a monster on defense and to continue to improve enough on offense where teams have to at least be aware of him around the basket. I would expect him to really challenge for the starting spot, no matter who he's replacing. I, I expect him with the money that they're paying that he's going to be a starter or be really pushing for starters minutes to make making it clear that someone's got to go. We've already set those expectations, to be honest, with some of the conversations we've had. Whether Biombo's good enough or not, I don't know. I think that's, again, so many guys are in a prove-it season. And Biombo's not necessarily in that because he's got his contract, he's got his bank, but... It's a big year for Biombo too. He's 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 got expectation and weight on him now, and the Magic are going to be expecting him to to deliver. And so the question is, can he deliver? Again, I don't know the answer the answer to that question, uh, but I would say that the expectation for him uh, is to is to come close to that playoff performance that he had for Toronto against the Miami Heat, Cleveland Cavaliers. So uh, we will see what happens with that. Uh, I want to thank everyone again for listening to the Locked On Magic podcast. Really appreciate all the support. Uh, getting a lot of love for the, for the podcast. I'm continuing to improve it. Hopefully it'll be a lot tighter. I'm trying to make these just a little a, a smidge shorter, around 15, 20 minutes uh, every day, just so you have something uh, quick and short to listen to and think about uh, on the Magic uh, as you get ready for your day or you go through your day. Uh, tomorrow, uh, Thursday, August 4th, I'll be doing a mini mailbag. So send in your questions to the mini mailbag. You can drop a li- drop me a line on email omagicdaily at gmail.com. Uh, you can also uh, send me an email uh, or send me a tweet to, uh, no, sorry, to uh, uh, at omagicdaily. Uh, uh, use the hashtag lockedonmagic. That's hashtag lockedonmagic or send a tweet to me directly at omagicdaily. Uh, I will answer some of your questions in tomorrow's mini mailbag. I'll also be uh, taking a step back and looking at the 2016 team and their place in Magic history. Finally got around to to my little history project. Um, maybe uh, maybe make a maybe make some uh, uh, a post on that uh, in some sometime in the very near future as well. I, I'm still refining some of my lists. I've got a few history lists that I'm working on that hopefully I'll be able to roll out at the appropriate time as well. Again, thank every thank you everyone for listening to Locked on Magic. We'll be back again tomorrow. Follow us on iTunes. 
uh, if you can't get us there, Audio Boom and Stitcher are your best bets to f- listen to the podcast, uh, as well as follow me on Twitter at OmagicDaily and give us a like on Facebook. I, I know there's a lot of you out there. Uh, some of you probably like to get your uh, news information through Facebook, um, so you can do that. Uh, just search Orlando Magic Daily, and you will find us on there as well. Thank you again, everyone. Uh, this is the third time I'm thanking you. Thank you again, everyone, for listening to Locked On Magic once again, and I will see you tomorrow. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.